2: Hello and welcome to Off The Beat & Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with the Nova Twins. I sit down with Georgia and Amy and we talk about all the records that soundtracked their creative journey this far. And, uh, and it's an absolutely wonderful chat. Turns out one of them literally is from my hometown. Um, did not see that coming, so that was, uh, that was quite funny and we discussed this obviously. Um, yeah, well, I won't say too much more because um, I'll, I'll let the, the the ladies tell you all their answers um, just after my quick thank you. So my thank yous go out to 76, my producer, uh, and to Scroobius Pip, and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. If this is your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track podcast, then um, please go and have a look uh, in the archives once you've finished listening to this episode. And you will find over 150 episodes with some of your favorite bands, musicians comedians, producers, DJs, actors, go and have a a rummage in the archives and I'm sure you'll find loads of episodes that are going to tickle your fancy. Um, And if that's not enough, I do also have a Patreon page. You can support the podcast over there and I put standalone episodes and videos and all sorts of stuff on the Patreon page. So you can find out about all of this at offthebeatentrackpodcast.com. Let's get back to today's episode. Please enjoy Off The Beat Track Podcast. With Nova Twins. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do, so I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year and they're based in Southend-on-Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music and they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fair Wear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out. Because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15, B-E-A-T-1-5. And that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk. Official sponsors of Off the Beaten Track podcast. Let's get back to that podcast. It's Off the Beaten Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Hello and welcome to Off the Beaten Track podcast. Joining me today via the means of Zoom, the Nova Twins, George and Amy. Hello, hi. How you doing? That <laughs> sounded
3: like we I did know hard. It, it <laughs> really
2: did. <laughs> so, how yeah, have, have you been? How's lockdown been?
1: It's actually worked out really well because we've yeah. just cracked on with writing. Mm. Um, just really getting back to basics and um, at the, obviously at the beginning we were like this sucks we can't tour our festivals are cancelled but yeah. once you kind of look past that and get
3: into your swing and get
1: into the swing now we're just like great. Loving it. yeah having the time to write and not have to rush like the second album or our mm. second project so it's been great
2: nice what about gigging? you missing it
3: yeah, yeah like 100%. <laughs> it's it's such a strange feeling not to do that because it's been such a massive part of our whole journey as a band. That's what mm. we wanted to do. We just gig, 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 gig. And to stop was a bit of a head fuck. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Especially when you watch back old clips, and you're just like, How the hell? You just forget about this whole other life that went on. It's yeah. just so crazy.
2: Yeah, nice. Well, this is, um, this is only the second time I've, uh, I've recorded this with more than one guest, so uh, so this is going to be interesting. I've done my first one last week with three young ladies that were super complimentary of you. Um, it was Dreamwife oh. last week.
3: Oh, we love
2: Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said lots of nice things about you. Um, okay, well, let's um, let's kick off the playlist. Um, I want to know what the song is with the greatest ever intro, and I'll go Georgia first.
1: I chose NERD Antimatter. Nice. And this tone, like, I, I still don't know whether it's a bass or whether it's a synth, but it was just the fattest, like, gnarliest fuzz that i've ever heard i remember when i first heard it i was like shit like it was so inspiring and i feel like that definitely inspired my bass tone because it was so wide and it just really filled the space but not in like a traditional bass way it was so like just fuzzy and characteristic so that really stuck out for me as an intro and i just loved that whole album growing up
2: nice amy
3: I chose Prodigy just because it's such an iconic intro. As soon as that wah,
0: wah,
3: comes Classic. in, everyone <laughs> knows what's going down. Everyone knows it's about to kick off. And, like, <laughs> you can play it at a gig, as mm. in a walk on song or walk off song. You get just be in a club listening to it. And it's just such an iconic intro. They nailed it. They did nail they it. They nailed that.
2: And it's it's so <laughs> crazy that, like, I was DJing that when it came out, which was, what, 95? Four ninety five, maybe, maybe a little like no, actually, maybe ninety six. It still sounds as fresh as fuck it's today. Still oh, it it's still
3: relevant. It's so age. relevant. It doesn't. <laughs> it will never age. They got that right, man. Mm.
2: Absolutely. Well, I, I want to ask you, um, as, as songwriters, like um, how you approach an intro, and is it is it a consideration of yours when you're writing to consider things like radio? And to consider things like the fact that the way that people listen to music now, there's so much stuff that is being thrust upon you. Like if you're listening on Spotify, YouTube, there's loads of little niggling things on the side of the screen saying, you might like this, listen to this. Do you try and hook them right from the beginning? Or what, what's your approach to, to, to intros when you, you're songwriting?
1: I think, um, from our, I think we've learned a lot from our first album because we never really thought an intro was, we we didn't have it consciously in our mind to do an intro to a song until we were like writing that album. And now this new body of work, I feel like we're more conscious Mm. of an intro and like really value (laughs) the idea of an intro. And it's really fun because you can create this whole like, you have to capture a whole vibe and sometimes it can be quite cheeky or quite gnarly in one little snippet. And I feel like it's like, The perfect, I just love intros because it's just like, it really does have to hook in someone straight away.
3: Yeah. And I think we're kind of in this listening culture of, like you said, Spotify, quick three Mm. seconds, you've got to grab them. But I do think people love good intros still. It just has to be amazing. Sometimes an intro can be the hook. Like you heard that 50 Cent song, um, Hey Shadi, it's your birthday. <laughs> that's just the intro, but that's the song yeah. that ev- thats the part that everybody remembers. So it's so important. Like you can have one, and you don't have to have one. Sometimes, you, I sometimes you come straight in with the chorus, and that's yeah, cool. But I then. think it's
1: optional. I love an intro, though, because then when you're in the club, it's like, oh, this tune's coming. Yeah, it does,
3: it does set you up. But we've definitely, I think even after having this conversation, we might even think, actually, let's write a killer yeah. intro. Because <laughs> you don't often think about it when you right, You just do. Mm.
2: It is what you said there about... Um you know when you hear an intro in a club it's great especially if you're DJ and you look at and then first few little notes and you see everybody like sort of their like heads prick up like little meerkats <laughs> yeah. and they just do that kind of like panicked like frenzied yeah, run to the foul. dance floor with a sick intro that's yeah. when you've
3: like you've done yeah. well <laughs> and if it doesn't do that then drop it yeah it's, yeah. <laughs> it. it's boring
2: <laughs> okay Track two, ladies, I'm going to ask you the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. And I'll start with you this time, Amy. Um,
3: I'm going to choose uh, Joni Mitchell Blue. Um, It's quite contrasting, obviously, from our band and our kind of music, but... uh, I don't know. It's just there's something in the depths of her kind of like her vocal tone, her style, her runs, um, the kind of piano that's played on it. It's just such a beautiful song and holds like a lot of meaning, like a personal meaning to me as well, like what I took from it. Um, It's just such a beautiful song and I just Mm. fell in love with it. I listened to it so, so, so much. And um, you just kind of get lost in Joni's voice and her whole kind of stylistic, it's everything, her world, she really kind of, Takes you into that place. So um that song.
2: For totally me. unique. But, but before I get on to yours, um, Georgia, was, um did both of you have sort of lots of music on at home growing up? Did, like parents listen to music, older brothers, sisters?
1: Yeah, loads of music, but
3: different types of music. Mm. You used to like, my mum only listened to basically people like Whitney and like Tony Braxton and stuff. So I had a lot of the kind of soul singers playing, but. Um, It was just me and my mum, so I didn't really – that's what I listened to when I was really young. But then everything else I had to discover and find Mm -hmm. myself. and So the rock, the punk, the the R&B, the garage, whatever, I just kind of ventured
2: off and figured it out myself. Okay. And what was your choice?
1: My choice of song, again, it's like contrasting to our music, but Jasmine Sullivan, In Love With Another Man, And it sounds like I've never experienced this before. (laughs) No, I've never experienced this before, but I remember listening to it and just like crying. I thought this is like the worst feeling and her, um, the way she delivers the vocal is just like, you can literally hear the just turmoil and pain from this situation. It's just awful to be in love with someone. and love them so much. And then, be in love with someone else and then you really don't want to hurt the person that you love and it's just like the worst situation ever. I've never experienced it, luckily, but
3: But you imagined it. I imagined it, oh I it and I was <laughs> like, this is terrible. <laughs> so that really
1: struck to me and like, I just had it on all the time. What do you in think years, my
2: emotion was?
3: I think it was just it's therapy now, but careful what you say.
2: <laughs> well actually I was feeling I was this feeling at the time. And, uh...
1: <laughs> no, I think it was just like It felt like I've never seen that type of emotion laid out in a song. And I feel like she just captured it so well with the lyrics and her delivery. She's literally like one of my favorite vocalists because the husk and her runs and you really believe everything she says. Mm. So I feel like it just really, even if you haven't experienced it, you feel her 100%. And I feel like when someone can achieve that in a song... When you haven't even experienced it, but you're literally with her the whole mm. way, I feel like that's when it's like a really powerful song.
2: Where was um, where was growing up? Where, where was your born, girls?
3: Um, me was Essex.
2: Oh, whereabouts?
3: Southbourne or sit Hospitals?
2: So, I was, Hospital, so, so was I. <laughs> <No>! <laughs>
1: it's so funny us Essex like, Essex people ping this, up they're like, like oh. gravitate to each other it's like you're from Essex yeah me it's a thing they like light in their eyes is, oh, That's
2: when you, when you started getting excited about the prodigy I thought yeah they're from Essex <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I'm from Essex but you're not I'm from London like Luton mm, so like okay.
2: south London okay how did you meet?
1: no <laughs> no light in his eyes like, I know everyone's <laughs> quite <laughs> I like, know
2: uh, not in
1: the, the, the club <laughs> yeah <in> it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how did you go straight
1: uh, we met through uh, my brother actually mm. amy went to college with him and then we all started hanging out i kind of
3: moved in the house moved
1: in and <laughs> we just became like family mm. literally like sisters from like this was like years mm. ago now so um yeah we're just family holidays <laughs> yeah. sharing a room right, sisters yeah, yeah. writing together shopping together everything <laughs> together so that's yeah. how it kind of formed naturally
2: Okay, well we'll we'll pick up on the kind of the the, the, the sort of the, the formation of the band a little bit later but um for track three I'm gonna sort of sort of keep it back uh in the uh, sort of more formative years and, and the song reminds you of your time at school. Look what I said, so
1: who's going first?
2: Up to you. Oh there you go
3: first.
1: Um I picked um Flowrider Low, you know, it's like <laughs> Apple Bird and cheese. <laughs> That was literally like our jam at school. Everyone used to like make up the dance routine. We used to do like the little slut drop to the floor. <laughs> it was like low, low, low. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. But like I just remember everyone loving that song. And I would say Soldier Boy as well, but more I love Low, that song. And um yeah, every time I listen to it, it just brings back memories of just everyone. Going crazy, like screaming in the classroom when you put on YouTube on like the computer when the teachers are <laughs> <of> there, <laughs> that was the song.
2: Nice. So, did you enjoy school? But I'll ask that to both of you. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I I did, but I was just didn't. I was a bit naughty. So, but I I loved school, but I didn't really school. I was just mm. kind of. I loved my friends, and I just had fun. <laughs> I was, fun. <laughs> I was.
1: I wasn't like naughty, but I was very just like vacant. Like I would sleep in class and I'd just be very just like too laid back.
3: You didn't to... actually want to ever go to school. I you didn't want, want to go to, want to school. To stay home today. <laughs> I
1: wasn't like no, I wasn't infused with school. Like I had friends and stuff, don't be mm. wrong. But um I just wasn't like excited about school mm. and I would because I had like bands and stuff, all I thought about was doing music mm. and like the outside life. I felt like I was just like done with school before I even started I was just a bit bored
2: did you know what you wanted to do then at school
1: yeah like I was like probably like too um Mm. motivated and driven in a way because like I would be so focused on like oh we need to do rehearsal we need to do this it was Mm. quite like mature where really I should have probably been going to like house parties and stuff but I was like no we need to do this and like the business side and this
3: but it's good that you did because you know I procrastinated in school and then my musical journey kind of started like after, do you know what I mean? But I was just terrible. I could have learnt so much more.
1: <laughs> no, but then you
3: have... But then you can't You have you content and you like
1: have um, crazy memories and stuff. I feel like I'm probably going to have like midlife crisis and go on like crazy. <laughs> like ben, like, like, <laughs> <memories. laughs> you've had your fair share I've now. Oh, i had, had like a taste. I've had a taste. Oh, really? <laughs> it's probably coming. A bit more.
3: taste, I'd say. <laughs>
2: So we use, we use confidence kids.
3: Were
2: you confident kids?
3: Um, I think I wore my confidence on the outside, but there was other things like your, your kind of typical teenage insecurities or like beyond that, like growing up in Essex, it was like a predominantly Mm. white area. So I had my things where I was like, Oh, my hair's different or I'm a bit different and I'll try to fit in. And that was always problematic. But I think I've, confident in terms of i wore it yeah people might perceive me loud. as that but i was loud but actually like there was other stuff going on mm-hmm. where,
2: whereabouts in essex can i ask
3: <laughs> well uh, originally it was Corinium, but then i went to like greys
2: that's where i live <laughs> no! in grey's. i'm sitting here right now <laughs> Whereabouts? <are cows? laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Um, well, I mean, we we should we, we should say that you know you you said it is predominantly white, and and that that's that's so true, now. and and yeah. you know and 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 Greys was and and has you know, been a predominantly um, you know BNP voted in area in yeah. Greys. It's it's a it's a pretty fucked up Brandy place. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. So like that that probably wasn't the, the easiest place to.
3: Uh-huh. no there was it was a bit problematic in terms of I had really like great friends but you know there it you know there was obviously insecurities and I had to be that kind of loud kind of strong uh young girl because I had to stick up for myself a sure. lot otherwise I would get agg and I had to make people you know understand that that's mm. not going yeah. to kind of penetrate me in that kind of way or hurt me so I was very kind of a bit had to
2: be extra time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ask, um oh sorry you, have you said your school song yet? You haven't, have you? No,
3: I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so um my I had my, my i got a friend and uh her mum used to play all these cool like old school garage um tapes. <laughs> and um we would literally like listen to them like so much. And I just remember listening to like a like 702 um you know what you do love, and you're like the remix the garage remix we'd have such a garage face because like her mum was quite young so she'd be like you should listen to this listen to this and we'd all be partying and be like yeah we're so cool listening to like old school garage <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'll say like 702 reminds
2: me of my so before we get on to the, the, the next track when did kind of guitars and the kind of rock influence because a lot of the stuff that you've you've spoke about all sounds sort of very sort of urban based music like when did the kind of you know the more sort of like rock and alternative kind of stuff start to sort of filter through
1: um i think we always we kind of
3: well you well when i went to college so when i was 16 i got into like actual like kind of like New York Dolls, MC5, Mm. like, key bands. I was looking into, like, Deep Purple and things like that. And I kind of discovered, because I went to a a college in London, which is a music school, I kind of just opened up to, like, live music. And I wasn't playing at the time, but I was then in bands kind of thing, just as a a singer. And, um, yeah, and that's where I discovered, like, rock music and different types of music that I kind of fell in love with. Because me,
1: like, I think I discovered it by just playing it Mm. um and like I think the heaviest band that I loved growing up was N.E.R.D and it wasn't like I had a massive like rock phase or anything it was based on like hip-hop music and electronic music Mm. so I think I came from it from a different angle and Mm. I think that's probably why the sound of the bass sounds Mm. like the way it does because I didn't really have that kind of influence of rock um so yeah I think it was just like playing it.
2: But Pharrell was, you know, especially around the time of N.E.R.D., was just messing with genres constantly. Exactly. was yeah.
1: And that's what I found so exciting, mm. not like the traditional rock in a sense, but mixing, like, hip-hop mm. beats with, like, guitar sounds and then mm. samples. Mm. So,
2: yeah. Track four. First song you remember buying from a record shop. I'm saying record shop. I mean, you're, you're talking about parents that were playing your garage, so I'm feeling really old doing this anyway because, like... <laughs> I'm 47, so re- re- record shops were like still going.
1: Mine. mine was a CD on a, a walkman. CD shop. Yeah, the, walkman, but the oldest side. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Do
3: you want to go first? Mine was Spice Girls. Yep, that no. was my first CD. Um, I just remember. Um, yeah, I just loved them. I was a kid and I was just like, these are really fun. <laughs> and
2: we, and with retrospect and nostalgia, like what, what's your sort of thoughts, you know, if you was to stick down and listen to that now and what, what you know, what are your sort of, how do you sort of view what they've done um, as, you know, as, as five women in music as well? Like what, what's your kind of sort of stance on, on what they've done?
3: Um, the music, obviously not great. <laughs> but... um what they represented in terms of like, for a young girl seeing five, was it five of them? Yeah, five fifths kind of outspoken. Mm. They all had different characters. characters. It was really relatable. And it was like, you didn't have to be, there was like a person for everyone. Do you know what I mean? And it was all accepted and like, okay. Mm. And which I think was actually quite important to see because then suddenly it was like, they kind of put in, girl power you know so as a young girl instead of thinking we have to be polite and nice you suddenly got Spice Girls who really like yeah we don't care and girl power and then you suddenly you know it gave us a, a sense of kind of strength and like authority and you know and I think that's important so I, I yeah I don't know how it would work now because we obviously have that so much more now but it was so relevant and important for mm. the time and um,
2: definitely I would say it was helpful to me okay and what was your song choice
1: uh mine was mariah carey's live album and um she had like songs like vision of love Mm. emotions and i loved this album it was literally i don't know where she recorded it but it was her live show was
2: that the one without you on it
1: um i think so it was a complete i think it was like 1997 live album so good and I just was oh obsessed God. with it and I loved Mariah Carey I still love her now for so long <laughs> and I used to try and sing like Mariah Carey oh. and like scream down the house <laughs> when I was the young girl just my parents were really <laughs> so annoyed I'm like trying to wolf whistle um yeah I just remember just being in the car with the Walkman just always listening to that album Great and yeah it's just even like I love all the songs now she's incredible
2: and so, as as independent artists, what are your views now on record shops?
3: As in actual, so like vinyl. when I say record, we're talking like vinyl. Or I, talking I guess so.
2: Vinyl. Yeah, you know, I'm not talking sort of HMVs, like some of the sort of small, like your rough trades and things like that, that are, are constantly sort of championing new and new and exciting bands.
3: Oh, I think they're incredibly important, and I'm, what I love um, that's happening now is that there's more demand on vinyl. So a lot of these places are able to, they're still going, do you know what I mean? Like you can find like secret little shops mm. and gems around the place. And um, there is a demand for it. And you can see that people actually want physical because it was taken away from us, but people, there's still a demand you for it. Art alive. And yeah, and I think it's just so important because you the artwork that's supporting it. It's actual, the physical copy. Um, and you do discover just like cool bands and it's, it's always that, Kind of special moment when you kind of see your record in a, in a only a couple of them somewhere, but it's always like wow, you know, we, we made the record. Yeah, stop, do you know what I mean? And um, I think it is really important and, uh, and that so, we can invest and keep it alive.
2: And so, talking about albums uh, and 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 the kind of idea of like artwork and things like that, and 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 something sort of tangible, like when when you put your album together, do you? Are, are, because so many artists now are kind of have that thing like well you know we know that there's the three singles on this album that everybody's going to go on itunes and cherry pick do you still write your albums as like as a body of work like do you sort of like spend a lot of time working at the track listing where it's going to go where and do you you know is, is, is there a lot of emphasis on like how the album as a piece of art flows i've
1: been there we did spend quite a bit of time at the end we changed the track in like so much at the end and everyone's like, just mm. pick in order. But um, in terms of like picking singles for the thing, I think we didn't write the album like that. I think we just mm. wrote like yeah. songs. songs. We didn't, I don't think we ever wrote for filler and we wouldn't ever put like the idea of a filler yeah. song on. We only put like what we thought was a banger. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like really. Like... No, but to us, but to us, like we would never just be like, "Oh well, we need to make up the ten tracks, so let's yeah. just put on this mm. last idea and make mm. it work." We'd never do that. Would be yeah. like the worst ever.
3: But we didn't really go for like a because we've only had obviously we've had like two EPs and one album, which released this year, and um, it wasn't like a concept album in terms of when we were writing the songs, but they all had a feel for the time because we wrote them. In mind of thinking, okay, we're going to write the album now. Yeah. Not start writing the song. So whatever was relevant to us at the time and the title of the um, album, it all went into our world, and it was our debut. So it it wasn't a concept as such like this is about this painter who did this, of course, but it, yeah. the concept in terms mm-hmm. of it was our concept and our uh, introduction to yeah. the world, I guess. And but, who are the girls? It's just like it's a
1: voice for so many. Uh, women like us who are on the scene but people are just overlooking them I feel like even through this Black Lives Matter movement it's opened the doors and opened people's eyes to this like black alternative scene and it's just been amazing that all these bands are kind of getting filtered to the top when really like it was so hard to get on playlists and stuff just because of how we look people were just so confused like oh they it should be R&B but they play heavy music so I think this
2: movement's been great for that. Hello. I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry, it won't take a sec. All I want to say is the songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search off the beat and track podcast and you can listen to all the songs because i've put playlists up for each of these if you can't find it on there i'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode so you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy it
0: selling a little or a lot
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash people today. All the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. Track five, the song that soundtrack your year's clubbing. I mean, you're still brand new. You're still clubbing, right?
1: <laughs> we picked the same
3: song,
1: we <laughs> got the same tune. It's um, Rihanna, "Pour It Up." Nice. I we had
3: um, we had a moment. We had a moments of that tune.
1: It was our it was our phase when
3: it, we <laughs> we just every time it was about to go out yeah. or like the thing is we were. Like clubbing,
1: no, but it was like we we drove down um to Hastings, and that's where we had we had like many crazy nights there. And we always put on this Rihanna tune, pour it up, and we'd just be like, yeah, we're gonna go well. Just we're
3: we got to the other
1: side. We had our tequila, or might be rum at the time. Rum.
3: Now we're on the tequila. Now we're on tequila,
1: we are just like, yeah, pour it up. <laughs> <laughs> and we harmonise harmonizing the car. And, ah. Oh
2: my god!
1: Yeah. <laughs> It was a moment, and we just—that was our like gearing up to go right. out song.
2: So, when you do go out, what what do you want from clubbing?
1: We don't really club; it's more like house parties. <laughs> <laughs> clubbing, because I feel like I don't know—it's expensive, and we do sometimes a bit, but not like.
2: You've got think... a lot in common with Dream Wife. I tell you, that was their exact answer as well. They yeah. were like, yeah, "Yeah, we just go house parties." <laughs>
3: it's because like when you're on tour and you you don't get to see people when you go to a club you can't chat and you can't catch up and what's really nice is about Mm. house parties like you kind of have all your favorite people on the one roof generally and you just get to kind of dip in there's little pockets of places chill on the sofa chill in the garden to
1: the kitchen it's way better
3: if we we used to do it
1: where i used to stay so like if i got like too wrecked. I'd go have a like little half an hour nap, come mm. back. <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: Exactly. <laughs> it was right. Initially, when we brought you back to life, I know was like, the on. revival. People were like <laughs> jumping on my bed, like you can do it. Wake <laughs> up <laughs> again. <up. laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> it was.
1: I missed that place.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, for track six, I'm going to ask you to tell me uh, a favorite song from your home county.
3: See, I didn't um, have one for this. What, not
1: a garage Essex song? <laughs> I are from,
3: my My thing was um, Russell Brand out of getting Sarah Marshall.
2: Nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that's song like, into you. It's
1: <laughs> so weird. I oh, do you love that film.
2: Are you having that? You're going to go for Russell Brand? <laughs> Amazing.
3: <laughs> Sarah Marshall. Is he from where you're from? Yeah, it's from
2: Grace. Oh, that's verified.
1: That so that's fine. what I'm saying,
3: it's from Grey's and So Into You. It was a
2: legit song. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> I picked Visiting um, Rascal, I Love You. I feel like it just sounds like the most London song ever. Everything about it just sounds like.
2: That's such I'm a banging from. song. Yeah.
1: And it's a when that comes on in the club, that is a banger.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I the game. Mm. Well, for your last track, you get to play DJ, so you can turn people onto something that um, hopefully they've not heard before, and uh, and you can influence them. So uh, let's see what you got.
3: You wanna go first? Yeah, I just said um, Bieber three three three. Burn it. Um, they're just a great band. Um, on stage, their ethos, their whole message and the energy no one can match. Like, if you go and see a live show, it's incredible. Oh, they're insane. Um, a free piece on stage, and yeah. So i definitely recommend for 2021, hopefully if the venue's open, go and check it out and see the song Burn It Live. But obviously DJ as well, if you want to a party.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I chose Princess Nokia, I Like Him, um, just because I heard this song about three days ago and have just been playing it non-stop ever since and it's just like it's just like one of those badass women empowerment songs where it's like you know it's playing on the stereotype of like people think you're a slut or whatever but it's like banishing those stereotypes being like i'm holding the power of my own sexuality and right and it's just like such a badass tune i just love
2: it wonderful well what we do is we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany this podcast as well. So all of the songs that we spoke about, uh, we're putting a playlist. So people,
1: there. So, uh,
2: yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll have some right carry on there and, uh, fever free, free, free. Um, so as we find ourselves coming out of, uh, of lockdown, what's, what's on the agenda?
3: um, hopefully touring
1: touring like in 21 for sure just writing loads
3: um yeah more music just more music writing heavy gigging recording recording just uh, touring hopefully a new venture and um
1: we've been working on some stuff behind the scenes but we can't announce it yet but there's things coming out that will be exciting
2: <laughs> and so for people that want to uh, find out more about what you're up to where's the best place for them to go
1: probably instagram spotify. spotify um check out our music videos check
3: out taxi mm. so there's like no Twins music on like socials and spotify just no Twins. yeah
2: well if you're happy for me to do it when this comes out i'll tag you in everything so so people can go and find you if they haven't already done so
3: perfect thank you
2: lovely um girls thanks so much for today it's been really nice chatting to you
3: Thank you. thank you it's been amazing <laughs> maybe
2: when I'm in Graves, I'm like why are you let's do it, let's
3: do it. <laughs>
2: right. thanks loads girls Bye. there you go thank you ever so much for listening thank you hugely to the Nova Twins for that uh, it was really nice to have a, a catch up bizarre when someone says they're from uh, this little town in Essex that I happen to have been sitting in recording that episode that was quite strange but brilliant um Like I said at the beginning, if you enjoyed this episode, please go and explore the um, archives of Off The Beaten Track. You will find episodes by all of your favourite musicians, actors, comedians, producers, DJs, etc. And like I said as well, there is a um, Patreon page where you can support the podcast and get access to exclusive episodes and videos over there as well. That's me done. I will see you next time. Remember, you can find out about everything you need to know about this podcast at... Off the beaten track See you next time. Bye bye. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and ACast, and it's a one stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about. Definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, and there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, Scan the little code and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online. Because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there will be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com it's off the 8 and track podcast on the distraction pieces network with me stew with him
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time